Come on! Let me see you go. Let me see you go. Go, go, go back. Mixing it up. More music. More, music. more of the time. 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 Go, 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 yeah, and I go, I go, I go, I go, man, dumber than the dumbest of them, yeah, hell, yeah, I'm going dumb off them, yeah, hell, with my middle finger up, I'm yelling, how you feel, in my hand, there's a blunt, in my system, there's a running box all night, like 24 hours, fitness, am I, Rick is my witness, she go home and give your girls no kisses, cause if you kiss her, then you gon' kiss this, yeah, she's, Quick and I gave it to her quick and she didn't even speak. No. Nope. Yeah. So I'ma take her to the studio. I'ma go dumb and I'ma never touch the boot. Feel like living just to get it, I ain't lucky no more So if the police pull up on me, I ain't ducking, I ain't running Feel like 20 The best music The best music The best music In the mix See like 99 problems and I got them Flocking like honeybees, like not like I was three I see like 99 yous, only one of me If you ain't fun of me, you could get my fifth around me With the DJ that ke- ke- keeps the hits coming. You a dumb dumb. My boyfriend dirty. He a bum bum. Brand new Glock. He got a drum drum. I'ma bounce out with it. Make him run run. Dummy. You a dumb dumb. My boyfriend dirty. He a bum bum. Brand new Glock. He got a drum drum. I'ma bounce out with it. Make him run run. You bought that gun for the grandma. I bet that bitch go for him. You ain't even got no bands. See all my partners getting rich on selling grams. Don't play about mines. Chopper 40s and Glocks plus nines. You don't want the beef, cause you gon' die. 15,000 on me, eating fries. See, yeah, cause I'm the man man. Had a cracking last night, shout out man man. Got me feeling like I'm brown brown. When she hit me with that nine nine, dummy. You a dumb dumb. My boyfriend dirty, he a bum bum. Drum, drum. 
I'ma bounce out with it, make him run, run. Dummy, you a dumb dumb. Boyfriend dirty, he a bum bum. Brand new Glock, he got a drum drum. I'ma bounce out with it, make him run, run. You're listening to KGPC 96.9 FM Oakland and streaming online at www.kgpc969.org.org. Good evening to everyone. It is your boy, Eric That Boy Media, and I had the wonderful pleasure of speaking to Joe Salazar, who is the creator and host of Happy Apple Podcast. And this episode was previously recorded during the 2020 pandemic shutdown. And we chopped it up about race as men of color creators. And we also talked about the state at the time of George Floyd and so many other injustices that was going on in the world. This was during the time where we had protests, there was some looting going on. We were just in a really bad state and we were under Trump's administration. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on my YouTube channel at that boy media TV and media. Also, make sure to check me out on Instagram, that boy media productions, and also make sure to follow Happy Apples podcast created by Joe Salazar. Let go, Eric, that boy media Garrett. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You're definitely somebody who I wanted to reach out to as soon as all this kind of crazy stuff around the country and around the world really uh, kind of start happening. You host a, a really cool, a really, um, a really woke and intellectual podcast called Do Rags and Conversations. One of the things that's been most disturbing to me, I think, is you know our, our president and the way he's handled things and the words he chose to use when talking about this, his own way of, you know, breaking up peaceful protests. And how, how long he took, not to cut you up, but how long he took to say something. He didn't say something when the video got out. It took him like two or three days. Yeah. Like, I think he just said something about it, which I'm actually surprised. I think what he said today, actually, in his press conference, was that uh, George Floyd is hopefully looking down on heaven with a smile because he saw the employment rate rise from 15% to 13.3. I think that was something they said. And why would George Floyd <laughs> care about employment? I, I don't know. Exactly. It's kind of like the least of our problems, right? I mean, it, it, it's a big problem, but it's the least. You can pass on jobs, but when you take somebody's life, especially the way that his life was taken, you don't get a second chance. You know, so why I'm, I'm confused about that. Yeah. 
I mean, and honestly, it just doesn't, like, surprise me in, like, one bit. I mean, this whole time he's been in the White House, we've looked to him to say, not even looked to him, we were waiting for him to say one thing, like, one thing that will just, like, unite the people. That's, like, your job. That's, like, one thing that will just make everyone, like, be okay, like, I agree with that one statement. And this guy, just time and time again, cannot do it. And it's great that, you know, we, there's so many other people who are outspoken about it. You know, we had the former president of the United States, Barack Obama, come out and hold his town hall meeting, which was amazing. Um, talking to the young people of uh, America and the world to help lead the change, to help lead this uh, systematic, you know, oppression that we put um, a lot of people under in this country. It has been the honor of my life to serve you. I won't stop. In fact, I will be right there with you as a citizen for all my remaining days. You were the change. You answered people's hopes. And because of you, by almost every measure, America is a better, stronger place than it was when we started. Because. It's up to all of us to make sure our government can help us meet the many challenges we still face. So, one other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on, um, another national story that's been happening, Drew Brees, because we, we expect a lot more protests to happen. You know, they're still going on right now, and they've all been peaceful. It's been great. You know, I think in Oakland, a lot of the Golden State Warriors were out there. Um, there's been a lot of professional athletes and celebrities who have been out there participating in these protests. But one thing that was kind of a negative state for athletes was that Drew Brees, talking about addressing some of these protests that might happen, when asked a question about what happens if people kneel uh, during the national anthem before a football game, he pretty much said that he's not down with that and is not going to respect that action and wouldn't support that. How did you feel when you heard that? And who cares? Yeah. Well, people have their own way of how they express themselves. Trump has his own way of how he expresses himself. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But it is what it is. He's, that's who he is. and He's not changing. He's shown the world that that's who he is. He's going to say what he wants. And either you like it or you don't. Why would I care about a white man talking about, I'm not going to respect you if you kneel. This country was built off the backs of blacks and Indians and Latinos. And this is the kind of repayment that we get, we get shot, we get killed nothing gets done about it so what, what is it that he does you done lost your damn mind when you get your damn mind you call me drew Brees. he's a he's an nfl quarterback yeah. mm, okay for the new orleans Saints. Okay. i think that kind of goes into a deeper um conversation about people who um like well, right now we're you know saying black lives matter you know, a couple of days ago, everybody posted their black square, and you have kind of these people right now who are kind of speaking very tone deaf and kind of ignorant, in my opinion, when they're coming out and saying all lives matter. Pretty much what I get from when people say, well, all lives matter, to me, I feel like you kind of play, hey, 
it's like somebody else come and be like, well, I was right. What about me? It's not, uh, it's not about y'all mm-hmm. at this moment. It's about Black Lives Matter. That it's, you know, everybody is saying it. When you look back on so many different things, when you look back, the whole situation with Central Five, I didn't see not one person talking about All Lives Matter that that time. They were treated like animals. And I didn't hear anybody say All Lives Matter then. Did All Lives Matter then? When you had five Black and Latino teenage kids pretty much being thrown into the pen. You know, I don't really pay people who have kind of attention, you know, that we get that all lives matter. We never said that all lives didn't matter. Of course, all lives matter. Regardless if you're bad or good, your, your life matters. Women's lives matter. Trans lives matter. Uh, kids who get bullied. Kids who commit suicide. I mean, everybody lives matter. But clearly at this point, we're saying Black Lives Matter. So, I mean, if you're just going to do, I, I just feel like you're, you're just trolling when you say all lives matter. You know, like we, we get that clearly. But when you have little Timothy with blonde hair who killed nine people in the church and they don't even rub him to the ground and then ask if he won't work King after he didn't slaughter nine people. And then you got Tyrone that's on the ground, that's handcuffed, that's beaten to death and he's choked to death. I mean, come on. Really? If all lives matter, then go start your campaign. I mean, we need to say it, we need to, we need to speak it, and we need to ultimately make it a movement where laws keep ultimately changed. Add us, add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. <laughs> yeah, this station's got soul. Add us, add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Yeah, this station's got soul. Add us, add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Yeah, this station's got soul. Break it off another hot exclusive mix. Now I'm down the right side. Look for the second light now I keep it off safety Keep it ready, keep it locked for you You know I give my life for you Oh God, I die for you Know that might sound crazy At the end of the day You know I got you Bring that one back from the top You know I'm down to ride for you Pull up on the second light for you Now I keep it off safety Best of me, I know every recipe trying to burn me like leather seats. Talking about they gon' invest in me. I heard it all before. I've been through every door, never had any remorse. I just learned my lesson, kept the pushing, like my noise. last name. Blame, meditate for me to stay sane. Trying to heal my family's pain. Lord knows I pray for that man. How cold is ice these days? Try not to drink from that water. Don't know the price I paid. I hit the streets and went hard. Out here learning lessons, steady playing in these streets. Homies keep on dying, God, just tell me what you need To protect them and love them, bless them from the snakes up in these streets I'm sending you a prayer, please tell me you hear me Out here learning lessons, steady playing in these streets Homies keep on dying, God, just tell me
me what you need Protect them and love them, bless them for the snakes up in these streets I'm sending you a prayer, please tell me you hear me We're we, we about to take it back, back, back Drive myself crazy, think about my It's the way you walk, the way you talk, babe It's the way you love, the way you way Use the way you are, you're a star, babe Use the way you, it's the way you Drive myself crazy, think about my baby Use the way you are, the way you talk, babe Use the way you love, the way you way Use the way you are, you're a star, babe it's the way you, it's the way you are. You're listening to KGPC 96.9 FM Oakland and streaming online at www.kgpc969.org.org. So, um, you know, I'm Mexican and Asian, you know, I'm not, I'm not white by any means, but I'm a minority, um, but also white people, you know, what do they need to do to support the movement of Black Lives Matter to make sure that this doesn't happen again? What, what can we do? What kind of power do we have as another race to join this cause? When you go back to the civil rights movement, which was mid-50s, you know, when Rosa Parks was arrested, she refused to give up her seat for a white man. But for the most part, I want to say about 95% of everyone stopped and was like, no, we're not, we're not doing it. So I think that the power, not just from other races, but from the black community as well, I think that if we stop spending our dollars on corporations, we don't seem to get the message or don't care to get the message i think that will definitely be the first step you know are you willing to walk i've watched a few civil rights type movies they walked to work they when they left work they walked to their home they they were not playing they were serious not going to just take one day or one week to be like oh black lives matter so what who cares when it comes to people in higher power. That's how they think. It's like, oh, okay, I'm marching up and down the street for two weeks, and then y'all forgot about it. You know, we need to be consistent. So I think that the Black community, and then you have the White community, the Latino community, the Asian community, to stick together and be more consistent so we can, you know, show them that this matters and this is a serious issue. People are not going to take it serious if you're not consistent. Signing petitions and calling people in higher places, lawyers, attorneys, district generals, get to the to the city halls and block off everything. You just gotta show them at the end of the day. You just have to show them. So if we can all just stick together like how they did it in the civil rights, I think that some serious laws will be changed. Have you ever been a victim of uh, racial profiling from the police before? It's interesting. So I was coming home, going to Richmond to Target. I noticed that there was a lot of police out. So after I you know, got my stuff, I'm, I'm walking. I was like, all right, I'm not even gonna go over to that section. You know, that's just the, I guess the scared instinct that I have. Yeah, yeah. So I, 
I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to the other side. So I go to the other block and um, there's a police officer on the on the corner. I didn't think nothing of it. I just thought that I just walked mama mama business. So he stops me and he's like, I need you to sit down on the ground because you fit the description. So, and at first I thought he was joking, but he wasn't, he was serious. So I sat down and then he ran my ID and he's like joking, laughing. He was like, yeah, it's like the dude that we're looking for looks just like you. And I had like a high top day and a green outfit. So I thought that was kind of strange. The way that I felt, it, it wasn't a good feeling. And it was just, just like violated in a way. Like, and, and then for him to have the type of remark that he had, there was no, I'm sorry, I apologize. It was just like, the dude, he looks just like, like, oh my God. Like, he was just so caught up on, he just knew he had caught the person. I mean, it wasn't me, but it, it was, it wasn't a good feeling. Yeah. And it's a story that I will always remember. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine because anytime I get pulled over for just like a speeding ticket, like my heart rate looks like jumps up. You know, I'm like sweating. I can't speak properly. I'm stuttering over my words. Yeah. Like I automatically just yeah. feel like I look guilty, you know, yeah. and just walking down right. the street. If you're just like even maybe even just looking at an officer the wrong way, that could do something awful happening. But that's the problem. Why do we have to have that kind of fear? We shouldn't have yeah. to have that kind of fear. You sign an oath that you're going to protect and serve the community. I should feel safe. I should feel comfortable. I should feel good. Well, there's a couple of things. First thing is they have a bunch of police officers that they just put in certain areas and they're not familiar with the area or they're not familiar with the people. And I think that when you come into an area and you're kind of have like this preconceived notion, it's kind of like, oh, all these people are bad, such and such and such. But I think that what's missing from the police and from the community is that there's no type of interaction. There's no type of, even though you're gonna put your foot down, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, like what's going on? Like there's no type of relationship with the police in the community, especially communities that are predominantly black or Latino. Um, another thing is just to be blank, a lot of people join the police force to be racist and they wanna kill somebody of color, you know, and that's also another problem. And I don't understand how people that are trying to be police officers go through all these psychological, you know, tests, but from what I've heard is that it's a really good training. So I don't understand why someone who's like captain or general or whatever, whatever the term is, wouldn't be able to catch that. It's like they're all together and they're all together in the wrong ways. So I think when I don't feel comfortable or when your heart rate starts to go fast, it shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately, that's the reality.
name is Laura Danae King. I'm the middle child of Rodney Glenn King. The world saw the videotape. We thought the video showed excessive force and unnecessary force. With that videotape, if they had two eyes and they weren't blind, you could see that it was excessive force. The defense tried to dilute the impact of the tape by dissecting it, frame by frame, in an effort to show that King was a threat to the officers. He kind of gave out like a bear-like yell, like a wounded animal. If he had grabbed my officer, it would have been a death grip. If he had grabbed the weapon, he would have had numerous targets. He didn't grab anybody during these events, did he? No, sir, he did not. He couldn't walk. He had 50 broken bones. His skull was permanently fractured. He had permanent brain damage. My dad was never the same after that. Right, you know, and right. Everybody just considered him to be normal. Like, I think if that happened to anybody, they wouldn't be normal ever again. This doesn't just affect the person it happened to. It also affects all those people who are out there watching it. They're all affected. Yeah, forever. I was desperate to help. I was just kind of emotional. And I went to the African-American. I was standing there in the curb, and I was just like, like, they're not going to help him. This man, he witnessed another African-American man getting his life taken. The nine-year-old speak up on the trial. Good morning, today. Good morning. Which one is you? Just so happened to be walking down the street. She will never forget that for the rest of her life. You ultimately ended up posting your video to social media, right? Correct. And it went viral? Correct. Changed your life, right? The girl who filmed George Floyd, the fact that there was nothing she can do to save his life. It's been nights. I stayed up apologizing and... and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more. That's something that will haunt her. Like George Holiday, who captured my dad's video. Without George Holiday, these four officers might not be on trial. He just wanted to test this new camera he had. Like, oh, let me test. He stood there shaking, terrified. And then he still suffers to this day because that was the right thing to do. Now what could he have done to deserve that? If I was to see George Floyd's daughter today, I wish it was something I can say, but it's not easy. It's not easy at all because I'm sure she's watched that videotape and that's something that carries in your mental every, every day. Just like my dad's videotape. For the jury, a difficult decision ahead, knowing that to acquit the four officers could ignite this city. Not no justice, damage to the city of Los Angeles running into billions of dollars. That's what I'm saying. The police, they don't pay a cent for this trial. So my mother and I, we was watching the George Floyd's trial, and it brought back so many memories of my son Oscar's case. Oscar's last picture in his cell phone was of the officer who shot him. My name is Wanda Johnson. I'm the mother of Oscar Grant. Grant was shot once in the back as he lay face down on the train station's platform. He was unarmed. The 27-year-old officer has said he thought he had drawn his taser gun, but accidentally pulled out his handgun instead. And the incident was captured on cell phone video. Video speaks for themselves, and the jury will see that and make the correct decision.
we knew that we would have a very hard time winning in the court systems because the judicial system was not made for everyone in the society.